The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Welcome back to another episode of HBCU. I was your boy Pooh Bell. Got my man Ant Petty Murphy in the building. What's good with you, my boy? Man, what's good, man? I'm tired as hell. Uh, Had a birthday I, party so, today for a little one. She turned 10 today. Happy birthday. Dude. Happy, happy birthday to, to my niece, Miss. Yeah, Ms. man. She woke me up, man. Woke me up. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. It, it only. I, I wish I can give you some good news. It only get worse from here. Oh, I'm knowing, bro. I'm already knowing. <laughs> only get worse. Uh, yeah, it's been a long day. Uh, I ain't gonna say technical difficulty. That wasn't a technical difficulty. That was just rushing to try to do something. So. Oh, speaking of technical, bro. We got time for a quick story. Let me tell you how my morning went. Yeah, we got time. <laughs> All right, so I had to take my wife to Shreveport this morning, right? So took her to Shreveport, and on the way back, stopped to get some gas. So, you know, I hop out and got my wallet. Yeah, dog. <clears throat> and so... The first thing I did was I called my mama. And so, like, because my mama drive a lot around a lot for work, so I was hoping she might have been in the area. She's like, no, but are you close to a store? Because, you know, I can, I know the store director, and she could just loan you some money until I could pay her back. And I'm like, man, I ain't trying to go ask this woman for no money, and I don't even know her. You know what I'm saying? That's embarrassing, dog. Like, ain't even, I was like, ah, I got an idea. I'm an Apple Pay. And then just get some cash back, you know what I'm saying? And then, so that's what I ended up doing. I went to that store, Apple Pay, got some money back, whatever. Go back to the gas station. I go inside to pay. The damn gas station got Apple Pay on the inside. I was finna say, that's what <laughs> most, right, so, most places say Apple. But from the outside of the store, like on the outside, like they didn't even take credit cards at the pump. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it said cash, you know what I'm saying? So I wasn't expecting it. And so I called my mama and told her, look, I'm straight. You know what I mean? I got gas out of it. You know, you ain't got to worry about me. She like, well, you know, you ain't got your wallet and so you ain't got your ID. So, you know, be careful on the road. Man, I wasn't up the highway about 10 minutes, boy, them blue lights pulled <laughs> Wow. But luckily, luckily they got the car behind me. They didn't get me. You know what I mean? But yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, it was a it was an eventful morning for sure. But yeah, it, it was one of them days, bro. One of them days. 
man. Well, yeah, it's been one of those days. Um, it's one of them days where you look up at work, you're like, dang, it's it's 12 o'clock already. Dang, it's three o'clock already. Yeah, it's one of them days for me. And then I was I like, them dang, days. dang, it's uh I got a show in an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a show. Hey, flying down the highway, man. Flying, trying to get here. But, man, let's go ahead and get started. But first, I want to say shout-out to everybody in the chat. I want to say appreciate y'all for joining us. Uh, and I want to send a special shout-out to our sponsors over at BetOnline. BetOnline.ag. Be back in one minute. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, man. We can go ahead and get started, man. Uh, first up, let's talk some baseball. Big news coming, uh, coming out of uh, Columbus, Columbia, Missouri. I know technically that's not a HBCU land, but uh, former Southern head baseball coach Carrick Jackson becomes the first black head coach in the SEC as he is tabbed as the new head coach for the Missouri Tigers. Congratulations to him and his family. Hope he does us proud. Um, it's, it's crazy that... <clears throat> but it's crazy that it happened in baseball. You know what I mean? Like a, a coach going matriculating through the ranks, I guess you would say, from HBCU to a smaller historical white college, then you know, all the way up to a quote-unquote P5 school. It's just funny how it happened in baseball. We've seen it happen in some other sports, but, for example, track and field. You know what I mean? But we haven't really seen it in the major basketball, football level, so – it can't happen. We've seen it happen. It just needs to take that model and move it to, you know, those other sports. It, just, it, liter- it literally just happened in football. Oh, touche. Touche. <laughs> I forgot about this. But now, nah, man, you're absolutely right, though. Uh, Coach Jackson uh, <laughs> went from Southern, went to, <laughs> went to Memphis, and then um, actually, he actually gave. Memphis, their best, um, like their best record in like years, um, had one of the best, you know, saying starts. And I don't know, it was like I was looking at it, it was like, oh, I didn't know that. But then he went from there to to Missouri. So best wishes to him. Uh, 
now I do hope because we, you know, talked to our good friend Julian. Julian said that uh, now Missouri just has to invest in their program. That's the biggest problem there. They've got to invest in that baseball program because if yeah. not, I mean, you're setting them up for failure. Well, wish the best of luck to them, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, next up, man, uh, despite despite losing in the regional play, FAMU, man. Big shout out to FAMU. Uh, very impressive. Took on uh, the number, I think they're the number two overall seed in the Florida Gators and uh, held them to only three runs. Held them to their lowest score of the uh, NCAA tournament so far. Um, they lost 3-0 to Florida. Then they took on uh, uh, UConn. Lost to UConn 9-6. But they fought, they played, you know what I'm saying, and they came in. And that was one of the things we were hoping for was that they would come in and compete and, and look good in doing so. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, unfortunately, they came up short. But this is just a stepping stone. So, um uh, Feel like sweat baseball, HBC baseball as a whole is on the rise. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think um you definitely showed that they to play with those bigger schools or those other schools, um, holding their own with Florida and giving UConn pretty much everything that they wanted. <clears throat> I think if you keep investing in these programs like you talked about, um investing resources into the program, but also Investing in the, in the coaches, you know what I mean. We've seen the the, the coaches get better in the swagging in HBCU baseball. We've seen them improve, and I think that raises the level of play. So I think you'll start to see that improve, especially with these coaches and the recruiting they've been able to do with the transfer portal, and and even getting these these high school guys like what Grandma was able to do. So I think you'll just continue to see that play because these coaches and these schools are investing more into their programs. Yeah, uh, completely agree. Speaking of investing in into uh, HBCUs and these programs, uh, MBP, the Minority Baseball Project, uh, they have been investing. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they also hosted a softball, uh, like all star tournament for HBCU. Um, no, not HBCU. I'm sorry. Um, was it the softball overall? I can't remember. Uh, but I know they just hosted HBCU uh, uh, something with uh, HBCU uh, softball, but. The MBP, Minority Baseball Project, uh, they just recently hosted the HBCU Pro Scouting Combine um, at Cool Ray Field, which is near Atlanta, Georgia. So that kind of brought me to something. I don't know how close it is, so I don't want to be too critical. But it brought me to something we were talking about last week. Well, hey, they couldn't have played anywhere else. But. I'm not sure. Like again, I don't know the logistics, the logistics behind it, how close yeah. it is. Yeah. So, but you know, saying so I do want to say a big, big shout out to MVP for you know putting on this event, trying to get um and more HBCU players drafted um, or recognized. The this actually came about because only two HBCU players were drafted last year. So, um, you see a need, you see a problem. And you go with it. What was your exposure? Sir. Sir. Man, man. Now, something that we definitely need to talk about. Um <laughs> Lee, list, man. 
these lists they keep popping up, man. And every time there's a list, uh, somebody's upset. Every time there's a poll, somebody's upset. So, uh, we'll dive into this, man, because this was actually really interesting. Uh, HBCU Nightly on last Friday night, uh, they did. Oh, it started out with basically over under, uh, on what was going to be, you know, the scores and stuff from all these different, not scores, I'm sorry, the, the records uh, for all the uh, SWAC HBCU teams. I say SWAC HBCU, that's over done. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, they tried, they did the, for all the HBCU football teams as far as like in SWAC, uh, MEAC, and also the independent in D1. And um, like I said, not everybody was actually excited about it. They were. I don't yeah. know. They butt hurt, but. Well, I think it, <clears throat> I think some people just can't just can't take critiques of their school. I'm not even gonna call it criticism. I'm just gonna call it critiques. Mm-hmm. Whether that be. Whether that be football related, you know what I mean, whether that be administrative related, whether that be athletic department related, hell, you know, whatever you're talking about. Some people just can't handle critiques of their school. And it and I understand like fan is short for fanatic. You know what I mean? So people are people are gonna and and I got BJ Jones posted that. And people so people are gonna they're gonna overhype the good things, you know what I'm saying? And they're gonna downplay the bad things. I mean, that's just human nature. But what, what some of us are trying to do is to take the fandom out of it and look at it from a non-biased perspective and say, this is what we think. And I'm not saying that that is that just because we're looking at it from a non-biased viewpoint that they're correct or that they're, you know, more, more accurate than those who aren't than those who are biased or who do, who do have that fan point of view. So I think at the same time, you, um, you gotta just, you gotta just kind of take it with a grain of salt. I mean, it's June, you know what I mean? People are giving the opinion. That's all it is. It's an opinion. So you just don't overreact too much to opinions and you won't have nothing to worry about. Right. Uh, and not just that, was it not only opinions? Um, I will say it wasn't like people were coming in there saying, uh, oh, I want such and such to lose. You know what I'm saying? I want this, that. Uh, it, it was literally just, hey, this team added these, these personnel, uh, this team did not lose anybody. This team has a new coach, yada, yada, yada. Who has the best coaching staff at this point? Uh, who has the best wide receiver group? Who has the best quarterback group? Um, Once again, this is all just at this point. We haven't seen anything but spring. You know what I mean? So it, it's all subject to change, and it all will change once we see more and have yeah. more information to go off of. Some people didn't show a lot in spring. Some people didn't even have spring games. So, I mean, you can't take too much into this. It's just what's what we think based off the information we have at this point. Yeah, and I will say that uh, 
I, if I'm not mistaken, every school was represented for the most part. Um, people were able to talk and stuff, uh, express and, and say, hey, uh, you're forgetting this point. Because there were some teams I was looking at like, oh, they're going to cakewalk. And then somebody was like, hey, but this happened, this happened. I was like, you know what? Absolutely right. Forgot about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I mean, I think um, for the most part, we ain't got to go down team by team or nothing like yeah. that. But no, I no, think no. for the most part, I think the way they went about it, it was all a vote and majority mm-hmm. rule. I mean, whoever was the host, Josh the host, and whoever was the co-host, they didn't say, oh, well, I think that, you know, Team X is going to beat Team Z, so we're going to go with Team X. Nah, it put it to a vote. And whatever majority and it, said, yeah. If it wasn't a consent, if it wasn't like an overruling consensus, it was put to a vote. So yeah. I actually, I, I like I said, I truly did enjoy it. I actually learned a lot more about some of these teams. Uh, so that was cool. And what they returning, uh, what they not returning, who they got right. coming back as far as coaching staffs and things of that nature. And like I said, man, it's, we we going off the spring game, recruiting and transfer portal, mm-hmm. and coaching staffs and the moves that were made there. We don't have a lot to go off of. Everything, everything is gonna change whenever it gets to the season. Last year and this year, two totally different seasons. We can't go off last year. All we can do is go off the information we have going into this season. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Uh looking at the, the list, uh, because for those of you who haven't listened to it, uh, you can go to HBCU nightly, check it out. Uh it was a recorded uh space. Um, uh, but they uh Kelly Flicks, uh it's Kelly Flicks with two S's. He actually uh, marked down the record predictions, and I'm looking at them. Uh, yeah, FAMU at 10 and 1, Alcorn 10 and 1, Southern 8 and 3, Jackson State 7 and 4, AM 7 and 4, Graham 7 and 4, Prairie View 6 and 5, Bama State 4 and 7, Bethune 2 and 9. Uh, UAPB, Mississippi Valley, and Texas Southern, they didn't do, you know. But now, with that said, well, there's some teams on that list you think that, you know, saying your opinion, Maybe better than the record or, or worse than the record indicates. Or than the predictions. I'm I should say this. Uh I think they're pretty accurate. Um mm-hmm. I think Alcorn might drop another game or two. Ten to one, I think it's kind of steep. Um yeah. same for I mean same for fan. Like it's hard to to go one loss or undefeated, you know what I mean? Like in the in conference play, when you have these teams that are so familiar with each other and these these rivalries and these homecoming atmospheres and things of that nature, and some of these road games. But um, I think for the most part, it's pretty accurate. I think Graham, what are they seven to four is what they had Graham. Yeah, I think that's that's about right on the money. Demon Southern right there with Prairie View kind of. Um, I I just think Alcorn going to be closer to that mix. You know what I mean? Around that three, mm-hmm. two, three game loss with Graham and Southern Prairie View. I think they it's going to kind of be a four-team race bunched up. Hey, yeah. Me personally, I think A&M and Graham at 74, I think they're probably – I think they're more – they're more probably eight and three to 74. Um I think Alcorn is probably more nine and two, eight and three than ten and one. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, a lot of this hinged on swing games, and it was voted on. That's so the some of them head to heads is going to determine it. That's true. That's true. Uh, 
Next up was the MEAC. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I, I, I can't see anything wrong with any of these, uh, except for some, maybe South Carolina State. I think South Carolina, so he had, they have North Carolina Central at 10 and 1, Howard at 6 and 5, Morgan State at 5 and 6, uh, South Carolina State at 6 and 5, Norfolk at 1 and 10, and they didn't do Delaware State. Um, on that, I think South Carolina State at 6 and 5, I think they could probably be a little bit better. Uh, and I say that a little bit better. I, I'm thinking they're probably more um, 7 and 4, 8 and 3. I could kind of see them being seven to four. Um, I could see Howard and Morgan kind of both being right there around a six and five, mm-hmm. kind of five and six, six and five range, uh, depending on what they can get from defense from Howard offensively from Morgan. Um, yeah, I'm pretty cool. That I, I agree with you, South Carolina State. Um, so we assuming we saying that Central ain't gonna lose any MEAC games. That's the that's the consensus. Um, if they yeah. lose one, I think that's I think they I think they, I I can see them nine and two, and that loss is just who I said it was gonna be too. I mean, just who I just mentioned, South Carolina State. I think if they they South Carolina State can can be, I don't know what it is. Oh, cause. You know what I'm saying? And Orangeburg, uh, Buddy Pew, yeah. he just got yeah. it. I think it's possible that happens. Yeah. I don't know what that game played at this show, but. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that one is at Central. Okay, well, that might change things. On a Thursday night. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> I know. I know. The only thing, the only thing you can hope though is that the atmosphere ain't what it would be on a Saturday because it's on a Thursday night. Let me let me double check that game. Uh, I think that one. I'm I'm pretty sure that is um, that is at. Um, at orange in Orangeburg, but let me double check that because that that would be a, a huge uh huge difference. Let's see. Oh no, it's in it's that central. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Central on Thursday. Yes. Yeah, at Central. No, I'm sorry. I thought I said I said Orangeburg. I'm sorry. It's in Durham on on a Thursday. Yeah. So it's gonna that's be- why I say you just got if you're South Carolina, you got to hope that it ain't the atmosphere ain't ain't rocking like it would yeah. be on Saturday. Agree, agree. Um, man, next up, man. Uh, it was the talk of the town when it first came out. Mega Camp. HBCU mega camp. Prairie View was hosting. Um, Dion and Colorado were there. Uh, I think just about everybody in the SWAC for the most part was there uh, as well. So everybody was kind of in a hoopla because, you know, why is Dion, you know, so why are they doing joint camps? It's a normal thing. First off, it's, it's definitely a normal thing. Um, I actually was at uh, Alabama, just had a camp, and uh, I was excited to see Morehouse. Was there? Uh, Alabama State was there. 
Um, of course, there was also like Arkansas State, Missouri State, but just to see some HBCUs there to uh, also look in the talent, get you know, what I'm saying, uh, observe and and be able to reach out to kids. So I actually that was actually mm. encouraging for me. So mm. have they reached out to your kid? They have not. That's something else, man. Um, and it's not like he he wouldn't mind. But no HBCUs have reached out. Yeah, I could I could see uh I could see him down in Daytona Beach at Bethune or in Tallahassee at FAMU or something. You know what I'm saying? I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I could, uh, even, I could even see him in Montfort, you know, Southern. You know what I mean? But he actually so he he actually expressed interest in, in Jag Jackson State. They uh they hadn't offered, but they reached they reached uh I think they reached out and kind of communicated a little bit, and he was excited about that. But we hadn't heard anything else. No follow up, huh? That's another no one. Yeah, but but yeah, but back to this man about this camp, man. Uh, Coach McDowell actually talked about how great it was. It, it was everything he wanted it to be. Uh, it was a great turnout. It was kids from all over. Uh, Texas and surrounding areas were able to come in, showcase for coaches that necessarily wouldn't necessarily been able to get in contact with them or or, or see them. Um, because that's one thing about these camps that I did learn. Um, most of the time it's during a dead period where they can't go out and check you out. So when you come there, they can talk to you more. They can engage with you, can engage with the parents uh, because you're on campus talking to them at this point. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So um Dion did not do any media. Did not talk with the media, but he was very engaging with the other coaches and stuff. Um a lot of techniques were shared as far as uh among, with the with the athletes that were there, student athletes to be able to uh encourage them and show them uh different techniques, route running techniques, blocking techniques, things like that. So like I said, it was it was believed to be a, a very big success. And I'm happy to hear it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. And I hope uh I hope it's fruitful for all of those who were involved, players and school wise. You know, I hope that yeah. these schools was able to, to get some players to that campus who they otherwise wouldn't have been able to. And some of these players are introduced to schools that they might not have been introduced to. Big facts. Big facts. Uh, speaking of introducing players to new schools, Eric Phoenix, former quarterback of Benedict, has found a new home. He will be at FCS uh, Murray State. So he is moving from the D2 ranks to Murray State. Hate to see Benedict lose yeah. a player like that, but you know, good luck to you at your next stop and showcasing your skills. Yeah, for him to go to uh, FCS, I could I could think of a few schools that I would have rather him go to. <clears throat> uh, but again, I understand he's doing what's best for him. Yeah, but yeah, could have. Never mind. Never mind. No comment. Uh. <laughs> uh what's up this old vet this old vet say good evening y'all so what's good um man espn 
it looks like ESPN is starting to uh really get a grip on some of these uh big games that are going on or or I don't know how to put it, but uh they're really trying to make their presence felt in the sweat in the HBCU realm. Um the Orange Blossom Classic, the game between FAMU and Jackson State will be aired on ESPN, not ESPN Plus, not ESPN uh, Ocho, but ESPN at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, September 3rd. So, man, kudos to standalone ESPN game. for doing that. Yeah, big standalone game. That's dope. Yeah. And then at prime time, the Red Tail Classic will be live on ESPNU at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's the game between Tuskegee and Fort Valley State that take place in Montgomery. That game will be on ESPNU at 7 p.m. Central. Good exposure for two who usually don't get that kind of national spotlight. Yeah. Now, on top of that, ESPU will also feature three SWAC ma- uh, matchups uh, throughout the season, uh, hmm. midweek matchups throughout the season. They got UAPB at Alabama AM on Thursday, September 21st. They got Mississippi Valley at Bethune on Thursday, November 2nd. And then they got Grambling at UAPB on Friday, November 10th. That is uh, UAPB's last home game. That's also Grambling's very first midweek game in history. That's interesting. That's very good. Good for those schools, man. I'm glad for them. Yeah, UAPB getting two games on ESPN. Yeah, that's, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, you better have them boys ready because you're going to have a lot of eyes on you. Exactly. Uh, also, ESPNU will feature North Carolina Central at Morgan State on Thursday, October 19th. That's a that's a good matchup right there. Yeah, well, that's where, honestly, that's where a lot of people, uh, myself included, were introduced to the Davis Richard last year. So, um, definitely, definitely a, a, a huge game to show it, you know, saying so get these teams some exposure, get these kids some some eyes on these kids, and uh it'd be a great game, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um also Morehouse and Howard are set to headline the twenty uh the 2024 and the 2025 HBCU New York Classic. Uh, they first actually were the first two teams to compete in the uh, HBCU New York Classic when it was introduced in 2022. Uh, and uh, yeah. so they're bringing it back. Uh, bringing them back. Uh, that game, Howard won 31 to nothing over Morehouse. But mm. those are two sto- two storied programs, uh, two uh, pro- arguably the biggest names. Um, and when it comes oh, to it's HBCU. HBCU for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh also, man, I guess we we coming close to to the bottom half of the order. 
Hold on one second. Give me one second. All right, man. So, Dillard University, man, uh, they recently added a baseball team uh, who then went on to win the GCAC uh, baseball tournament. They are now adding a softball team. We'll see if they can do it again over there. Yeah, and they will begin in 2024. Uh, They have tabbed head coach Jack Lewis, and they already got their first recruit. Miss Anaya Jones will be joining the team. She's already signed up. Well, I don't know if they signed already, but uh, that's dope. They hit first, rolling over there. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Grant, I mean, uh, I was gonna say Grambling, Dillard, uh, Adney Sports, man. I'm I'm starting to read these tea leaves, man. Oba, I'm hearing something. Hearing football is on the horizon. It's something that they want to do. So it'd be dope, man. I look forward to it. Would would they join uh the GC? I gotta look, I gotta check it out. I gotta see. Cause um I gotta look at the other teams in GCAC because I'm not sure if many of them have football teams. Or, or what if they're like a they've got another like MEAC does the NEC for baseball? I don't know if they yeah. GCAC has a, a. I just I just simply don't know. I mean, where, where else? Would, I mean, where would they go then? And that would be my question. That's a good question. That is a great question. I don't know. Speaking of that, there's been a slight debate on on Twitter. That's oh, where all the great HBCU oh. debates go. Oh. Um, <laughs> Tennessee State. <sighs> should Tennessee State join Tennessee State should do or, what State or the MEAC? State wants to do. Uh, I'm just saying. For legal purposes, I believe they have to be in the OBC. So. For that reason alone, I'll say that they should be wherever they need to be. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, hypothetically speaking. I ain't getting into that. (laughs) It's a good conversation, man. They should be independent like Notre Dame, who they play in week one. While they go up there to South Bend, they should go get some tips on how to be an independent. Hilarious. Um, hold on, I'm sorry. Um, Howard, man, Howard women's basketball team uh, is getting a web series on YouTube. Uh, this basically stems from their uh, being the first, I think you said the first. Uh, HBCU women's team to win a uh, play-in game uh, back in 2022. So now uh, they're talking about like that success from there and, you know, the 2022-2023 season. Uh, and I think it even looks at the 
upcoming 23-24 season. But, man, congratulations to them. Uh, getting that web series on YouTube, it'll be uh, it'll be great to see just like inside information. Um, I say inside information, but you see like inside insight behind the scenes of you know saying HBCU college programs because we rarely see that. Uh, we did get the you know saying Coach Prime did that thing on Amazon, but I know a lot of people just kind of didn't. Yeah. They some people it's watch good. a lot of people it's exposure for Howard. Kind of get mm-hmm. the, some of their facilities and show off some of the things that they got going on behind the scenes there, and uh, at the same time, it's good exposure for the rest of the MEAC and you know showing. I mean, because I'm sure you'll get to see glimpses of other you know facilities whenever they go on the road and things of that nature. So, I think it's pretty uh pretty good for both how you know this might be the um, the best deal Howard has ever made. You know. Best deal any HBCU has ever made. No comment. It's a lucrative deal. It's very lucrative. It's a very lucrative deal. Better than any other HBCU. <laughs> Petty Murphy, everybody. Petty Murphy. Uh <laughs> hey, Winston Salem. Uh, Winston Salem student slash NASCAR driver uh, Raja Karuth had a very interesting day at the track. Tell Survived a crash, mm. a flat tire, and mm. a wall scrape to finish in the top fifteen of the race. Uh, he finished. Uh, he started out. Yeah, he started off in the uh in the 35 35th spot uh and then climbed his way to the 15th spot. Uh one of his best finishes on the season. Uh he just seems to steadily improve and get better uh race to race. Yeah, I was complaining about my morning. My boy had a bad day yesterday. Uh but he was able to bounce yeah, back yeah. most of it. So good driving. Yeah, young man. They were talking about it. they said the the crash, like the front of the car, they had to get like whatever the tape they use, you know what I'm saying? Basically, it's it, car duct tape is what it, I'm going to call it. <laughs> they had to get that to help hold the front up. But he did finish, so that's something. I had driving like I had driving like some of these people with no registration. You know, got taped up the front, front fenders. And, Man, you know, listen, I'll just uh, think about it. That comes tax time been too long ago, bro. They can't afford to fix it now. They didn't got in the wreck and then just had to tape up the fender. Yeah, it's just like some of y'all uh got the busted tail light and got that red tape over it. We know what's going on. Man, I seen a dude, I seen a dude with two red solo cups, my boy. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Boy. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. All right, man. Oh, man. Uh, I guess uh, congratulations are in order. Uh, Alcorn State's athletic director, uh, Raynoid Dito, uh, is heading back to the MEAC as the league's uh, deputy commissioner and the chief operating officer. Um, he actually... Uh, held the position of deputy commissioner prior to 
is leaving to take on uh, the job as athletic director at uh, Alcorn State. Um, but he's headed back, and he'll be adding the title chief operating officer as well. So congratulations to him. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Alcorn actually did already name a replacement, uh, interim replacement for him. Uh, but they are still also in a, a a search for a president as well. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting down there. Yeah, very interesting to see how things shake out. Yeah, especially with some of the news we heard from our good friend G from yeah. Swack and the Food. Yeah, you'll hear it if you tune uh, in to HBC United Space. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he actually he said, matter of fact, Swack and the Food. I don't know when their next episode, go check it out. But he said he was going to talk about it on there as well. So it'll yeah. be very interesting. Very interesting. So. Very interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, man. But uh, I'm going to say this. Football season can't get here fast enough. Um, I understand that students are on campus lifting weights, running, trying to get in shape, doing conditioning and stuff. Um, I'm going to say it's uh, – Unorganized team conditioning, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, very interesting. Um, that probably shouldn't have been the title of this episode. That's very interesting. <laughs> 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 but, uh, man, man, um, let me ask this. When do you officially know when it's football season? Or what? what is, what is yeah. for you, what is that? Oh, it's football season moment. When the NBA Finals is over with. <laughs> um, I'm going to say for me, media day. Okay. Okay. Actually, it's, it's okay. About, so before that, behind me. Yeah. So before that, it's usually, um, before that, it's usually, um, Okay, players report to campus, uh, yeah. and it's the official start. Okay, we're like, okay, all right, football season kicking out. But then when media day hit, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah, I'm with you. That's when it's time. It's time. It's time to put the car flags up. It's time to put a, you know, say the new flag on the house. It's time to buy some new t-shirts. Which you know, saying which you know, saying start picking out which games you're going to. No, that's when. That's when. See, I start, I start a little earlier. As soon as some see, because to me, basketball season ends when the finals. Oh, at last, the last whenever they raising that trophy, it's officially time to start looking at football now. So I'm start watching film on from last year's spring game stuff. Start looking at rosters. Start looking at depth charts. All kind of stuff, man. Looking at games, where I'm gonna go, who start breaking down my year. Okay, this Saturday I'm gonna be here, this Friday I'm gonna be here, whatever the case may be. Right. Yeah, it's definitely I'm looking forward to it. Um I'm I'm ready for my son's senior season to see how that go. I I can't wait, man. I'm looking for Dylan playing tackle football this year. He already told me he can't wait so he because he get the stiff on people this year. So <laughs> It's gonna be interesting, man. For sure, for sure. It's gonna be interesting. So see some some return of some uh mm. I just, I'm just thinking like the return of some Marines games, possibly. Yes, sir. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. 
It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> hey, that's tight. And you know what? <laughs> oh, Thursday show <laughs> title. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> it's good. Oh, already. Yeah, I think we is. I, I think I, I we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it after the show. But uh we matter of fact, I know what tune in next episode. We got a poll for y'all. We gotta it's uh, we gotta go ahead and uh drop this poll. It's definitely yeah. gonna have some people in their feelings. But yeah. it ain't trust me, listen, it ain't us this time. <laughs> yeah, you can't come for us this time. But all right, man. You got anything else before we get up out of here? Nah, man. Happy birthday to my baby girl. Love you. Daddy, love you. Uh, don't ask me for no more money today because you done broke. <laughs> all right, man. All right, man. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode of HBCU Hour. Like that. This show was presented by BetOnline.ag. Bring me my money. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.